0: You're listening to the world famous Y Roof Radio, with cast number 661, recorded October 10th, 2019. Brought to you by Cravenspeed.com, MotoringStripes.com, and Outmotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style, Soundmotoring.com. All right, sweet. All right, let's get this part started, shall we? Here we go. Do it. Hey, everybody. It's DB in Arizona. Brand new episode of the world famous White Roof Radio. We're talking about Mini Coopers for you on a whatever night this is, like we like to do. Joining us this week, as always, my good pal, my best friend, Todd Pearson, motoringstripes.com. Todd, say hi. Yeah, hello. I'm here. Yes. Very nice. Uh, the good reverend is with us as well. Uh, head mechanic, Mr. Detroit tuned, Mr. Chad Miller.
1: Hello. It feels like a Wednesday, but I think it's a Thursday. It is Thursday. It is Thursday. It is Thursday, yes.
2: I don't know what, yeah, Chad, when you work for yourself, you just get to the point where you're like, I don't know what day of the week. it is. I have no idea. Constantly asking my lady friend, I'm like, is it Wednesday?
1: No, it's Thursday. Oh, (laughs) crap. Where where do I have to be tonight? Uh Uh-huh. I think it's Thursday.
0: Thank you. Yeah, that means tomorrow's Friday, right? And you know, I'm really messed up because I took on a new role at work. And then we're going to start talking about Mini Cooper stuff, I promise. But I took on a new role at work, and um, half of the team that I'm working on works out of our office in Paris. So I'm starting my day when their day ends, and so some of sometimes I'm doing like stuff at six a.m. But because it's the end of their day, it kind of messes with my brain. I'm thinking, oh, good, day's over, and I go, oh, wait a minute, it's only seven o'clock. <laughs> my day's just beginning; their day's just starting, ending. Anyway, That's true. It's crazy. It, you don't get in time zone math. It's just insane. Because then it makes me angry that Outlook still doesn't know that Phoenix has its own time zone. <clears throat> I uh, that's stuff.
1: It It's hard enough just to try to deal with the podcast stuff because we're all in three different time zones or two. No, two. we're in three. Different, well, no, we're, we're in three. Three different time zones, Jeff. But yeah. uh, but when daylight savings happens, doesn't Don like revert yeah. to?
0: Well, nope. No, we're still three time zones. He three oh, okay. time zones. It it's just that, it's just that um my time zone doesn't change actually, but uh, I get on the same time as Denver because Denver time changes to match Phoenix. So then DB and I are only an hour. Uh, Correct. Then then you then almost an hour off from you guys because I moved to Mountain Standard Time, and as, as opposed to being on what you guys think of as Pacific time.
2: Chad, so, Mount, you're, three hours, you're three hours different than DB right now.
1: Correct. Yeah, I'm always going to be Eastern Standard Time. I mean,
0: yeah, you're always Eastern Standard Time. I'm always Mountain Standard Time, which means we don't do Daylight Savings Time. So when your time changes, then our time difference is only two hours,
2: which is going to be by the next time. By the time we do another show, that's going to happen.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We were hoping to do episode six 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 on Halloween, but that's just not happening.
1: Maybe we'll. Yeah, maybe we'll pre-record <clears throat> that. Halloween. I'll actually actually for the first time in my life <laughs> maybe be there, giving yeah. out candy. You're giving oh you're gonna have trick or treat. I'm gonna have trick or treat. It's first time in 21 years. Yes, I know. I'm so excited. Chad, Chad, I've,
2: I've, uh, you know, you've had a house before, but I'm, I've had a house in neighborhoods, you know, for uh, going on almost 30 years now. Yes, and there's a trick. You
1: just you turn off the lights. You well, just see, we're actually <laughs> we're we're gonna we're actually gonna buy a lot of candy because my neighbors have all said, yeah, Halloween is nuts here. Yeah, um, kids come from all over. Parents are there. You know, like we're actually we we put some some ghosts in the front yard. We're gonna. I bought a smoke machine. I have Am a fire I, pit already. My neighbor's going to come over. We're all oh, going to hand out candy. It's going to be. I'm. I'm that
0: really sounds really cool. I
2: think it's, I think it's cool expensive. when the when the. I, I really. I, we we don't do that. We oh we yeah
0: we mark we, ourselves we as non-participants.
2: Yeah, we still give out candy. It's fine, but it pisses me off when like the teenagers come to the door and they've got like a backwards baseball cap
1: on and yeah. yeah well, no, this is. <laughs> they're <laughs> carrying around a. This is inner city Detroit. We're not going to have that. I'm I, I'm sure. But uh, teenagers uh, with, like, uh, uh, well, so, just give me some candy, man. <laughs> I'll tell you, for the, the last 21 years, I've been like, man, the first year I was like, oh, I was excited. And the second year I was like, OK, I'm really going to go all out. I'm going to really deck it out to make sure that people know that there's candy given out here. No, no one cared. So I was like, eh. so after three years, I gave up and just bought some candy for myself and called it a night.
2: No, I'm, I'm, I've learned a lesson though. It's like the, like the teenagers, you have two bowls of stuff. You have like the, the cool candy for the little kids who are, are happy whatever. And for, the, and
0: for the teenagers, you have like rocks. Teenager, and no, rocks no, no, and I get like,
2: like that. The, you know, you save the samples of like B12 that you get from Costco. <laughs> You going through
1: there? you're talking to a guy that uh, dates a girl. The head gives out samples, so they're all yeah, going to yeah. get like power <laughs> power bars, um, some some tea samples, uh, energy drink, maybe <laughs> you know,
2: get some, some vintage Scion keychains.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but uh, no, we're 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 super excited, and uh, you know, I I hope all our lessons listeners enjoy this more than the weather so
0: there you go because i got um, to say man that i'm, I'm the just wait i'm waiting for christmas this is the first time i've ever owned a house and I get to decorate and get i can actually put up i can actually go full griswold if i want to oh we
1: house. actually have a fireplace now at this new place so we can actually have a fire going versus just the tv fireplace a beautiful thing uh, while we're actually decorating this year so this is fun i mean we're excited a beautiful thing it'll look you know bourbon hot toddy going there man oh yeah yeah yeah
0: very very cool
1: so you can have things that we're super excited about and yeah, gonna, there's a lot there's a lot to be thankful for this year
2: i, I gotta say the fall is coming officially and speaking of weather today uh, at 4 30 it was like 72 degrees and i'm outside and i'm doing some work and um within like two hours it went from like 72 to 45 like the weather
1: saw a highway patrolman man it was like just <laughs>
0: <laughs> we are at uh, not kidding a, a nice crisp sixty right now. You, you know, it's really funny because I was talking to Brian Dallas earlier this week. We did an episode of Ride Bikes Radio, the podcast about bicycles and drinking beer. And on the day that we recorded, this is a, the weather did the exact same thing, except this time uh in Washington it actually snowed. Yeah, they got snow. Yeah. They got snow. Yeah. And Denver here in Phoenix, it's snowing it's right 76 now. Seventy-six degrees. We were ninety two. I think today's the last of our nineties. Um, and we start getting into the eighties and we've had sixty three at night. It's been absolutely delightful.
2: I was gonna say they broke out the park is in Vegas because it hit sixty last week. So
0: dude, I know it's the same thing here.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be uh forty four tomorrow morning. Forty four right now here, Chad. So for but, us, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get that little crisp chill in the
0: air. Yeah, dude, we got it already. Sixty degrees. Girls are already wearing boots and getting uh, PSLs. <clears throat> yeah, dude, the, the are. trees are the trees are changing. We're gonna be uh,
1: raking leaves before you know it. I've already had a couple of good bonfires this year. This has been great, but uh, you know, it is know where I- it is. I get to use my uh, my Norm Peterson line
2: when somebody goes like, what's up, Todd? And I'm like, my nipples. It's freezing outside. Huh.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: and we have a show title.
1: Yeah, whenever we can talk about Todd's nipples, it's great. <laughs>
2: Man, this it was like one of the greatest lines from Cheers of all time when, when, yes. you know, Norm walks into the bar and it's like, oh, okay. Norm, what's up, Norm? And he goes, like, my
0: nipples, it's freezing in here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that Those of you fantastic. wondering, you can actually watch every episode of Cheers on Netflix, killing it. You start rewatching, uh, we're ahead halfway through season three, but that's for another show tonight. That's not what we're talking about. We don't mm-hmm. talk about weather anymore. We don't talk about uh, decorating for Christmas or Halloween. No, sir. No, we're going to talk about Mini Cooper stuff. Tonight, we're going to talk about the GP in full production, guys, complete with the ugly or is plastic it? fenders. Yeah, or is it? Uh, we are also going to talk about a CVT with 200,000 miles. We are also, Todd's going to talk about CarPlay. And Todd's also has a question to pose to everybody about a rarity of a car and its value. And anything else that happens to come up while we're talking about stuff here underneath the white roof—that's what we do. Um, before we get started, let's remind you guys about one of the fine sponsors here underneath the white roof. Our friends over at Craven Speed. We're going to start with them again, um, and this time I'm going to direct you to your inbox. And you should already be getting the Craven Speed newsletter from Logan. And if you're not, let me tell you what you're missing: is Craven Speed is now making a Key Smart Pro thing with the tile technology. So what's the worst thing that happens? You're getting ready to go to work. You're trying to get out the door. You can't find your wallet. You can't find your keys, right? You find your wallet. And you still can't find your damn keys They're because the dog made off them. They're in the couch or something. This little tile thing is rad because you can just pull up in the app on your phone, except if you can't find your phone. Well, then you're just screwed. But if you can find your phone, you pull up an app on the phone. You say, where's my thing? And it makes a noise. And you go, oh, there's my keys right there in the couch cushions. It's really a cool thing. And of course, Craven's used making something custom to work with that, right? Well, it's made of unobtainium. It's awesome.
2: Can I can I interject here a little bit though?
0: Yeah. If you if you buy a new mini,
2: it comes with two of those. Does it really? Three with every mini. It's called it's called Find Mate. Okay and um it's a little like a keychain sized uh like thing that you can you register and it'll find anything anywhere so.
0: yeah but you know what the, the craven speed one it's like a swiss army knife oh. plus it has the tile thing so it's got like a can opener and a screwdriver and oh. a, a knife and scissors dude this is the coolest little thing you guys haven't seen this no i haven't i'm gonna, put, I'm gonna put a link to this in in, a, in our chat right now and if you if todd hasn't seen it that means you guys haven't seen it either, which means you guys definitely need to check this out. And This is over at Craven Speed. I'm going to put a link to this specifically, the KeySmart Pro with Tile, in the show notes. Otherwise, what you're going to do at Craven Speed... Go ahead, Todd. No, I said that's awesome. It's so rad. Um, otherwise, what you're going to do at Craven Speed is you're going to go over there, you're going to pick your car. For every car that's in your driveway, I want you to make sure you've got a Gemini phone mount because it's one of the best ways and best and easiest ways to put a phone in your car so you don't have to hold it with your hands. And then... After you do that, I want you to pair your phone to your car. Oh, I'm going to start punching people, I swear to God. (laughs) I'm driving along. No, I'm just going to break from feet for just a moment. People are holding their phone up like they're on a a uh, freaking reality TV show.
2: I know. Every time I and see they're
0: talking that, to the other phone, I'm still sort of going, how dumb are you people that you don't know how to pair your phone to your car?
2: I just I just rolled down my window and I scream. I wonder if you drive any better with that phone shoved up your ass.
0: <laughs> and now we have a show title. <laughs> <laughs> anyway I've distracted myself anyway go pick your car, get yourself the Gemini phone mount if you are one of the people that are rocking the old school mini you've got a 2002 to 2006 mini Cooper mini Cooper S you're going to go over Craven's because Craven's got all the stuff to make your mini so awesome Uh, the pulley for the S the short shift kit oh the short shift kit oh so choice honestly every mini that i've ever owned i've wanted to have that short shift kit and i still don't have it and i really want it you can also they've got the all the things for me just go over there and check it all out there's a ton of stuff if you're one of those gopro people you could put GoPro mounts from craven speed they've got one now for your uh, antenna they've got one that goes in the the tow hook they've got them everywhere for your car and then you could be like ken block with gopro cars all over your car or maybe even get sponsored by gopro that'd be pretty cool Anyway, Craven Speed is going to hook you up there. And like I mentioned before, just go over there, hit the pick your car, find the other cars in your driveway and see all the things that they have for the other vehicle in your car. Uh, Craven Speed is just knocking out of the park. Really, seriously, they are. I want you to go check it out. So go check out the key thing, first of all. You're going to do that, right? And then you're going to go and just look for, just spend some time at Craven Speed. And when you place an order, there's a spot there you can leave a comment. And your comment's going to be, thanks for supporting White Roof Radio. We appreciate you guys saying that. So do they. They, of course, are goodest, bestest friends in the whole wide world. Kellen and his team over at CravenSpeed, CravenSpeed.com. And also, they've been like a sponsor of the sites forever. Like forever. We've
1: been they also that. carry the, the Detroit Tune bypass valve now. Do they really? CravenSpeed does? Yeah, they've been selling like hotcakes over there. I think I've sent 40 over over oh now. Yeah. Wow, it's a, it's a new product on their site, but it's uh, it's selling well. That's super awesome. They've been sponsoring us
2: almost as long as out my like almost fourteen years. We've been around, yeah,
0: almost fourteen years. Craven Speed's been a sponsor of us and White Rand Motoring for almost since the beginning. How about some of that news
1: music? Come on, Motory. I'm on fire tonight, guys. Come. Wouldn't be a bad idea. <laughs> Keep,
0: post that shit to Twitter, man. Come on. <laughs>
2: It was funny though. Come on, it was.
1: Yeah, it was. But it's not funny. I am not people get all like ratchety
0: about it. Yeah, but we don't want to get that. We don't want to get that started. Go put that shit over on Twitter, okay? And <laughs> everybody just follow Tazmans on Twitter. No, you okay. find out what he's saying. Well, okay, no.
2: yeah. Depending on your yeah, your leaning, you might not be friends with me anymore.
0: Which is perfectly no, fine. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I don't know. I had a. We're not going to talk about that. Let's talk, shall we? Yeah. The 2020 JCW GP, we have somebody, somebody snagged pictures and now there's pictures of this car without the camo wrap. And they just went everywhere on the internet. They're all over Facebook. They're all over the message boards. And of course, motoring files got them as well. Um, and uh, I don't like, I, I want the, I honestly, I, I don't like the fenders. <laughs> it smells like sadness to me. Oh, so we we think that they're changing JCW to instead of meaning John Cooper Works to to mean JC Whitney, <laughs> because this is the car <laughs> with all the bolt on mods. Oh, uh, that's funny, right? Uh, yeah, they're yeah. seriously.
2: You think back, and and I'm going to just roll back the time machine here to 2006 when the, the first GP, when GP1 came out. Yeah. Okay. And and I have a special affinity to this. Everybody can take a drink, and you can probably take about 16 of them because I'm going to talk about it for a minute here. <laughs> um, the uniqueness of that car, it was a little more unique. It was kind of out of the blue. Um, the color was something that was new and different. Thunder blue it was kind of nice with the silver roof, red mirror caps. Um, and they did... It had its own body kit. It had a unique front bumper that no other Mini had, or to this date, has still not had. It had a rear bumper that no other Mini had ever had, and it had side skirts that no other Mini had. And because of that, it also had its own unique fender arches. You couldn't really tell, but they had to make unique fender arches to fit the front bumper, the side skirts, and the rear bumper. You know, they were all special. So, they weren't interchangeable with any other R53 Mini of that generation, so it was really unique in that. Fast forward to GP2 in 2013, um, it was pretty much stock off-the-shelf uh, uh, JCW yep. with a few additional
0: modifications. Yeah, but those great. modifications made it way more race car.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was, I'm, I'm not trying to demean the GP2. It's a, it's a great car. It had big, you know, giant brakes, but it didn't increase the horsepower. It had the same horsepower as a standard JCW. Yeah. It was a, a big but- mistake.
0: But one thing I've noticed with GP2, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, because it might just be Arizona, is people are going through that car. It gets cycled around, the kind of yeah. gets passed around, because somebody uses it as a track day car, and they go, well, oh, I'm done with this. I'm going to try something else. And they get rid of it, and they pass on somebody else, who then you, they use it for a track day car. And then they get rid of it, and they move on. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yep. yep. The, the
0: GP2, I think, is way more race car than GP1 ever, ever could have been. It lost a little bit of that specialness.
2: Yeah, and, and that's yeah. Because, because what happened was the GP1, that color was never offered on another Mini ever. It was right. the, the Thunder, Thunder Blue that was on there was unique to that car, never offered. The GP2, Thunder Gray, you can still buy on a Mini today. Correct. And in fact, the color on, this, on, on the pictures that were revealed of the GP3 appear to be somewhere in between Thunder Blue and Thunder Gray. It's like yeah. Thunder Gray with a little more blue in it. And so I, it does look like a unique color, something that's new and special. But other than that, everything looks like it's bolted onto this car. The the fender arches, which were carbon fiber in the the prototype, prototype. The mm-hmm. car and everything. And the ones we saw, the, the mules, were wrapped. So you couldn't really tell what it was made of. But yeah. these appear to be plastic. And know, real
0: carbon fiber. I don't, I don't understand the purpose of them being like this. I'm sure it has to do something, something, aerodynamic, something, something. But... Well they look, uh, they, it looks dumb. Well, D-B-, look, um, DB bolted on like that.
2: The same reason it's what's what they did. They went tunnel tested this car. Yeah. And the same reason they, they did the special aero kit for the GP one is they found out where it was causing the most drag. Right. Okay? And and most of the drag for the car came from underneath the car. There was a lot of air turbulence down there. And so the GP one put these these uh, underbody panels that flatten sure. out kind of like a formula one car yeah so yeah. Flat, so the air just flows over it. so that's number one number two the wheel wells um air goes into the wheel wells and it causes some drag
0: uh-huh.
2: and so what they did on the on the gp1 was part of that aero kit reduced that drag on all of the the, the fender wells on all okay. Four corners okay okay then number three, the bump, the rear bumper, a little bit. But for the, the the final arrow piece on the GP one was the wing, the big wing on the back. Right. Because there was no, it was a lightened car by a few hundred pounds over a standard mini, no back seat, blah blah blah. They had to keep it down on the ground, um, and so that wing helped it not lift. Right. It was like an anti-lift kind of thing. Uh-huh. It wasn't wasn't so much forcing it down. It was just keeping it from coming up because it was so light. So. Um, this new car, fast forward to this, I'm sure those those fender, these giant, like, bolt-on fender things <laughs> uh-huh. are doing the same thing. They're creating kind of aerodynamic um, and decreasing the drag in the fender wells. Okay. That's one of the biggest drags on cars. And kind of the aggressive front arches there. Yeah. Um, that go between, you know, those little corner pieces. Uh-huh. It looks a little bit like a diffuser. It is a simulated kind of diffuser. Yeah, that's that's doing the same
0: thing. in the front. It does look very diffuser diffuser ish. Right,
2: right. But other than that, the front bumper is a normal JCW. There's nothing different about that bumper than I have online. Um, save those two corner pieces and I've got arrow JCW corner pieces also. They're just not quite as aggressive as that. And I put some side by side pictures in the Slack for you guys. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'll post these elsewhere too of my car versus this. And you can tell what's the same and what's different. The new grill on this car is just they've gone from bad to worse in my opinion. What do you guys think?
0: Uh yeah, I don't it's you know it's those fenders. The fenders are really just messing me up. No, I mean I, I don't care about the I don't care about the color or anything like that. No, the grill itself—that giant when they changed from like you look at my car, then regular. I'm, I'm looking at side by side pictures, so the grill looks the same to me. I can't tell the difference except for it's got that diffuser thing at the bottom that looks kind of like the the same shape or very similar shape to the wing. The pedestrian
2: bumper's gone. They put that grill over the whole thing. Yeah, right? Oh yeah, yeah I it, see what you're
0: saying.
1: it. It, it, it kind of feels like it's the Mini E grill. Yeah brought to to the front because it's much more bulbous it it kind of really sticks out
2: yeah i think it looks like it's been punched in the mouth and it's got a fat lip now
1: yeah (laughs) yeah, they definitely like really accentuated that area because they were like okay we need to get rid of this four inch piece of black plastic here we need to bring the rest of the car out towards that here's what it is but You know, love or hate, you know, it's not horrible. I mean, it it could be worse, but I do agree that the car itself overall could be a little more special, a little more like, hey, we made this piece only for this piece. And this is what it's designed to do. Which was kind of my
2: point there, Chad. It's like, yeah, exactly. They just did a slight modification on the existing parts that were on there. And really, that centerpiece on the front bumper is the exact same centerpiece. It's just painted two different colors,
1: right? And and it really, I mean, within a, an industrial standard, totally makes sense. It, you right. can minimize cost. You can make things special. You can do all these things, but at the same time, like it, it really loses its heritage, which is the whole reason some people are into minis in the first place.
2: A little bit, but but I think, on the other hand, and, and to play devil's advocate for the car there a little bit, and a lot of people have said they really put all their marbles into making this thing 301 horsepower. Okay? Um, yeah. I, I, but did they really? Because they've already developed that for both the clubmen and the countrymen. Did they really have to do that much R&D? They just did a little bit of R&D to make it a front-wheel drive only car. Okay, that's the that's really the difference is it was easy okay. for them to do an all-wheel drive version of a 300 horsepower. It's easier to lay that kind of horsepower down than it is now it is possible. Honda did it with their the the Civic Type R and now Mini's done it with the GP3, and from what I know, Gabe still disagrees with me, but I say it's still going to come to the hard top. Um, uh, you know, on down the line, be it a year, two years from now. Probably not that long. But anyway, so I think many put all their marbles into the performance of this car. It's going to perform like a mad dog. There's no question.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. You yeah.
2: know, it'll, it'll drive like a bat out of hell, I'm quite certain. But... Do I like the looks of it as much as I liked either one of the previous two GPs? My answer right now is absolutely not because one, I am a, I I despise melting silver, which is the color, <laughs> which is the color that's on the roof and the mirror caps of this car. One, where did the red mirror caps go? And and that may just be, this is a pre-production. It's not finished. Those are easy to snap yeah. on. But if it comes out with melting silver mirror caps, I'm just going to shake my head a little bit, and I think a lot of, and I've seen comments all over the internet too, yeah, saying the same thing. Where are the red mirror caps? That's the signature of a GP,
0: yeah, yeah. well, it- let's just say for a minute this is pre-production, and that maybe they just stuck the melting silver caps on because that's what was laying in the closet when you know and and maybe production will get red mirror caps, which I think I should get them with you guys
2: yeah, I think it should get red mirror caps. Um, the previous two GPs just had pure silver roofs. Uh huh. Um. It was kind of a thing that it did. It had wings, so we, we've got those things, and they're kind of like stepping outside that a little bit. Like it's yeah. the, the wing. It's still got touches of red everywhere, and it's still in the same color family. That thunder, and I'm sure it's going to be called thunder something. Thunderstruck under thighs i don't care at all.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well i i've got a you customer know, who uh is actually you know number two on the pre-production ordered list at his dealer and he's kind of on the fence right now whether or not he's gonna keep this car he's he's disappointed it's he not all-wheel drive which they really could do no problem um he's also disappointed that the fender flares are not carbon fiber the way that they've kind of been promoted to be
2: i gotta say it's tough to tell from these pictures because it's it's raining and it's wet yeah Uh, from everything the angles i can see and even when you zoom in it's like man those look
1: like the same plastic yeah it and but you know as a manufacturer standpoint i get why they're, they're that Right. textured plastic because they will last. They will look good for a long time. They'll weather just the way that they should. That's why every manufacturer, I don't care what company you want to throw in front of me. That's why they all have a, you know, textured side skirt or right. bottom bumper or, you know, a skid plate or whatever. It is designed to not show stone chips. Yeah for longevity and it's cheap to replace when you hit a pole or something or somebody yep. hit you, you know, scrape it a little bit. You don't have to repaint it again.
2: You know, well not to mention if they went with carbon fiber, like they did in the, in um, kind of the uh, uh, concept that you would have to do carbon fiber there. You would have to also do that little piece that goes on the front bumper would have to be carbon fiber. Otherwise it would look silly. Like right. it's plastic right up against a carbon fiber. being. And, you
0: know, well, and also too is it also too if they did carbon fiber, then all of a sudden that's that's going to give them an excuse to drive the price of this car from forty five thousand up to sixty five thousand dollars.
2: Yeah, the the price of yeah the price would go up. <laughs> Just for example, the carbon fiber hood scoop in the car, which it appears this car has. Yeah. But a carbon fiber hood scoop is like five six hundred bucks for the car. Can you imagine how much each of those fender parts would be? It'd be you know fifteen hundred. So And it's sick an extra six
1: grand, an extra six grand at least. But here here's two points. A, if they do that in carbon fiber, they now have to offer that piece in a uh, a replacement part for at right. least ten years, right? Per U.S. law. But BMW and, has their own carbon fiber plant now, so. Well, yeah, I mean, but but that and that, and that's fine, but it's still really expensive. But you still want to be able to say, hey, I need to repair this car eight years from now. This is only eight-year car. Like, why can't I repair this? You know, because those parts aren't made anymore.
2: They can afford to make um, a, a warehouse full of these plastic parts.
1: You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they'll, they'll would... be all over the, the Internet. Right. But you also have to remember, too, like what they did with GP1 and even to an extent a little bit with GP2, they kind of made it special. I mean, they lost a, a bunch of money on a particular aspect, but they really brought the forefront of the car brand Around, you know, it's like, yeah, we didn't really make any money on the GP one, but you know, they're still selling for thirty-two thousand dollars now, with super low miles. You know, yeah, twenty years later, right? So they make a brand factor of that. That's what this car really was ever designed to kind of be. Was Hey, this is special. We may not make any money on it, but we we want it to be part of our branding. They've continued with the branding idea, but they haven't continued with uh, maybe we shouldn't do that because it just looks crappy, but you know, we should do this because it's the one-off type thing. And yeah, we'll lose a, a little bit of money on it, but it's keeping our our idea around our car. Yeah. And yeah, that, well, I think, I, is and, lost. Yeah. And I
2: think, um, and, and I know this for having driven, I drove a, a GP for uh, just more than 10 years um, every day. It was a daily driver. And I will say that even at the end of that 10 years, I still got stopped at, at filling stations. When I, when I stopped to get fuel, people would stop and go, what is that? You know? or. Yeah. That is the most interesting looking Mini I've seen because it was unique. And I think this car is going to get the same kind of attention. Maybe not to that extent.
0: but No, it will because people are going to point and laugh at those ridiculous fenders.
2: <laughs> you, you almost wonder. And, you know, the more I look at these pictures, I realize something the the side scuttles on there are standard Cooper side scuttles. They're not that
0: they, you can barely see because that fender right. thing mostly obscures them.
2: Right. And so I wonder, I mean, that's what makes me think, is this the real deal? Is this?
0: You know what I'm going to be interested to see is we have to wait until LA Auto Show to see this car in person, which is like next month. uh, What's that?
2: It's the end of November.
0: End of November. Exactly. And so, I i mean, we can sit here and complain about this all the time. Who knows what, what happens when they roll us out to the LA Auto Show. And maybe it has a red mirror caps and maybe, you know, certain things and this, that, and the other thing. I don't know. But that I would be right now, I just can't get past the fenders.
2: Yeah, yeah I'm with UDB. I think it, they, they look a little silly. And I think, for me, I'd rather wrap the car in that cool camo of yeah. all, the, all the racetracks. Yeah. You know, it was in a matte finish. It was black and burgundy and it looked awesome. I mean, you know what?
0: I think I'm going to start dressing these up for people. (laughs) I'm going to sell that wrap. You totally should, dude. Because I thought that that camo would like, oh, that looks better than this, you know, color that's on every other color. Anyway. Side graphic that goes. It would have been nice. It would have been nice if they could have did something cool for the color. Like, you know, like Toyota's doing really crazy things with, with their colors palette right now. And they're making those shiny flat colors. Right? Like a really nice looking concrete gray and that really cool looking tan color and an amazing blue and that really awesome kick ass orange. Why couldn't Mini do some really cool stuff with colors like that? I know why they can't because BMW can't, but or bring back Laguna Seca Blue for crying out loud
2: they are oh db they are bmw's bringing that back oh they are bringing
0: back nice. the blue I, I just read about it last week nice that's the best that's one of the best car colors ever invented it's,
2: it's going to be an m only color and it's limited to to but they are
0: going to bring it back it's going to sell some cars boy let me tell you i was just, cool color but anyway yeah yeah um, let's move on yeah we've ripped that apart Did, yeah do we have any other news we want to talk about do we care that uh, you are having a hard time getting a manual mini from mini usa
2: Well, a lot of people are, I've actually known a couple of people in the last month who mm. they had to search the country, you know, they, you know, our dealer doesn't have any manual transmission cars left. Yeah. And I think they may have one something, but you know, other people had to go different parts of the country because they really wanted a manual and they really wanted a car today. Right. So, you know, there is a possibility and there's rumors all over the board that that's going to be, you know, by the end of the year, they'll will have them back. And then some people are saying, no, it's going to be March. I really don't know.
0: Yeah, we'll see. And then the other thing I heard this week, and somebody actually reported this in the Flick Chat. We'll talk more about that in a minute, is uh, Mini USA can no longer configure a Mini Cooper Clubman, not S. Correct. They're, they're
2: It's going away in the U.S. Which
0: we talked about a couple months ago, I want to say.
2: Yeah, we're only going to have an S model uh, Clubman. Correct, in the Clubman. Yeah, it to JCW, those are your own. Right,
0: which is really sad for those of you who like the the Cooper life, um, but yeah, no more, not with that one. And, and, and I totally to Cooper Countryman, which is weird.
2: But I totally get it. I mean, it's a total monetary thing. It's like if they're only sure. selling sixty of those a year. Yeah. No, you're not going it. to offer it in the US anymore. Yeah, I get
0: it. I get it. I really do. Um, okay, cool. That's uh, that's it for news. Which like, like news, news.
2: Yeah, which which then brings me because you know you'd go. Sure, if you have one, if you have a Cooper Clubman, it's going to be a rare car. Oh you yeah, you yeah. see my Segway. Yeah, good job. You my little fist bump there. I get you. I get you there, brother. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I, I, I've been going through this. Uh, there's a somebody locally, and I've just been reading about it. I don't know these people. They have a uh, a club van. Ooh. Okay. One of like two. There was, like, there was 50, I think around 50. I think it was around 50 of them, yeah. Around 50 of them in the U.S. But anyway, it got uh, in an accident. Ooh. It got rear-ended, and um, I guess the insurance company wanted to total it. Okay. And uh, and I'm not saying anything that's not publicly available on the stupid Facebook. Okay. So I'm not telling stories out of school or anything. And there was a big dispute, like, is this car really, you know, because they want to just value it as a Cooper Clubman. Okay. sure, sure, which I get like if it were your car and you were passionate about it, you're like, I really like this car. I think it's rare. I think it's worth more than that. Right. But the reality is the reality is (laughs) the sad reality is. And I'm just going to say this and it's probably going to piss a lot of people off. Oh, yeah, that's totally fine because you search the Internet. There's article after article after article about just because your car is rare doesn't mean it's worth more money. And I would, I'm going to say that um, about this club van also. Just because it's rare doesn't mean it's worth more money. It's not. And it's it's not rare because it was limited. It was rare because stupid government taxes. Yes. 25% tax on this car. Mm -hmm. It made no sense and nobody wanted it. And so Mini USA was like, screw it. You know, this isn't nobody's going to buy this car for a six thousand dollars premium or seven thousand.
0: <laughs> it's ridiculous with no back seat. Yeah,
2: on. Cooper Clubman, and really, there is anything unique about the car other than they put metal panels on the inside of the windows. The windows are still there. The glass? Oh, are they
0: really? The glass, the glass is still
2: there. It's still there. Oh, I didn't know oh, that. It's got metal covers. Oh. There's no back seat. There's a strut no. brace that that holds up the the platform that sits where the back seats used to.
0: Yeah. Sit. So this would apply to this would also apply to you who have the what's the uh, R53 special? The MC40. The MC40, which really was a sticker kit and seat covers. Let's be honest. Because it was stri- didn't even have cruise control. That car
2: had didn't even have a multifunction steering wheel. Yeah. Back when Mini still made a car that came. You literally have a 3 spoke steering wheel with no multi. no buttons on it. so weird. You can change the volume of your radio with this. Yeah,
0: so in in that, your car is actually going to be worth less because it doesn't have certain features other cars did. But, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, Unless you've got, you know, uh, a matching numbers uh, 67 Camaro. That looks like it just rolled off the dealership lot that's never been modified or anything like that. You you dug it out of the ground and, you know, did a frame off Resto. Then, yeah, that car's pretty rare and it's going to be worth a little bit more.
2: And I think here's the best argument.
0: (laughs) But a Cooper (laughs) Cooper chicken tax car? No.
2: Well, here's, here's the argument that I think is the best way to explain this to make people not feel bad. Because I'm like, you know what? You can be sentimental about your car and think it's worth more. I get that. Whatever You know, you can have a custom paint job on it or whatever, and you're like, I love this car. The sentimental value does not equal street value, okay? And, and part of the value of a car is desirability and collectability, okay? Mm-hmm. If there's no demand for it, the value is not there. Like if there aren't thousands of people out there going, Ooh, I got to get me one of those. I'll pay anything. That's what drives the price up. Or if there are people who are like, ooh, I'm going to buy this and, and it's going to be collectible because it's in demand, those two things kind of go hand in hand. That's the case. But, you know, give an example of, of like a, a, a Chevy Cobalt SS that was made in in whatever year it was. It was like, oh, oh
0: huge reach, dude. Huge it was, reach. Oh.
2: It was yellow. It was this canary yellow Chevy Cobalt SS. And they only did like 80 of them in the US. And I shit you not, I was thinking about this car and I looked it up and I'm like, yes, it's 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 really rare. Um, but the answer is, is it valuable? No, it's probably worth the price of the gas that's in the tank of the car. And the no <laughs> wheel. No wheel, nothing valuable about the car. And I, I kid you not, there was one sitting at a block away from me. There's a house that a kid has one and it's parked outside the house and I drove by it and I just went. Man, this is just the most fortuitous moment Um, because I see one of these cars. Yeah, you know, one of these rare cars, but it's not worth anything. Nobody wants it. It's not desirable. It's not valuable. Nobody, nobody gives a shit about this car. And I'm not saying nobody gives a shit about your mini or or whatever your MC40 or your, you know, whatever car it is. Your your last of the supercharged. I've seen this too. You guys remember that car that came out? It was a convertible mini. It was a sidewalk edition. Yes. And it was called Last of the Supercharge. It was 2008. Yes. A sticker package for the U.S. And that's really all it was. And I've yeah,
0: seen. A sticker trying, package.
2: I've seen people trying to sell those for a ridiculous amount. Ridiculous that's like money.
0: telling me that a 1986 Toyota SR5 with 150,000 miles on it is going to be worth more than a regular Toyota pickup truck because it's got the SR5 sticker package on it. Right, right. Because that's the only thing the SR5 did was it got you stickers. Right. Back in the 80s. Right, I mean, right.
2: is a is an Eddie Bauer uh, a Ford Explorer from the early
1: '90s? Is that worth any more? No, no, no. Try to find one. <laughs> yeah, well, Chad, <laughs> that hasn't th- rusted away. They All
0: rusted to nothing. <laughs> they all rusted away. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, Tom, it, uh, Tom, I like Todd's point, Chad. Go ahead. It
1: is interesting. Some of the '80s cars are really hitting hard. Like, like there's been some stuff on Bring a Trailer that is like, wow. That car brought Dude. twice as what it was worth in the in the the, the original purchase price of the car.
0: What did I see there was like a Buick Riviera and not like a and not like the cool Buick, but like just a regular or maybe like a Chevy Monte Carlo from the eighties yeah. with the one hundred and eighty horsepower motor, oh yeah the, right the whole bit all the smaller controls, and those cars are going off for way more money than I stupid before. money
1: but yeah. As a kid from the 80s and 90s, I looked at those cars and was like, man, that car, like, awesome. That car is amazing. I, I know that it's not going to be fast, but I look at this, like, mid-80s, you know, Nissan Z car, and I look at the dash, and I was like, oh, that just screams Tron, and it just yeah. says digital dash, and it's all, you know, everything's there. <laughs> And uh-huh. they want $35,000 for that car. And there's a part of me that says, yeah, totally worth it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and well, there's, funny I, then there's the other part of me that's like, no, nope. totally not worth it.
2: <laughs> I, I said the same. I mean, the, the cars that I drove in high school and I had three of them with the Honda CRX. And I saw, oh
0: them. God, you, yeah. If you're playing yeah. a drink game, drink now.
2: I know. I saw a CRX Si go on bring a trailer recently for like uh, eleven grand, eleven or twelve grand, dude, for a CRX. That's how much it costs. Yeah, they're they're
1: going. They're they're up there. That's
2: how they, much they are cost. up there. That's that's part of the the deal. And if you look for a used CRX right now, the car hasn't been built since like nineteen ninety ninety three. Yeah, twenty seven years. They're still going for like three to six thousand dollars, and they're rusted out, and you know. All kinds of crap, but it's still a decent car and they're still selling for three to six grand.
1: Wow. Yeah. It's, it's insane to think about something like that. Yeah. Most 80 cars right now are really bringing good dollars because all of us that grew up in the 80s, we all have either started businesses or done things and we now have a little bit of money. We're like, man, I always wanted one of those cars, which is exactly the same thing as the muscle car era back in the day those guys all had you know my dad in and his generation they all had you know a little like bit of money now and they're like man I always wanted that 442 or the the Oldsmobile whatever or this this cutlass or um, a mopar you know those cars went big in value because it brought about a memory. Yeah. 80s cars are bringing back memories now for people yeah, yeah we had- and that's the huge thing memories. And that's where certain minis will bring back memory for somebody.
0: Yep. Oh, I, I want to remind all of you, though, who are looking for memory cars, that my um, that my 2013 Mini Cooper Roadster S with an automatic transmission will clean up with anything from the '80s, short of a Corvette. <clears throat> so I want to remind
1: you guys of that. You know what? I bet you you can find right now. An El Camino, which you would <laughs> want in a heartbeat.
0: Not from the '80s, dude. Those are yeah, horrible. no.
1: You'd you'd want you'd want any El Camino, any. All right, well, any, yeah. sure. Yeah, and it would probably still be more than what your car is currently selling for right now. Oh, I know, it, yeah. I experienced this like uh, uh, last week,
0: and movie. it's not better. No, and my car is a good example. My car is fairly rare, and Blue Book on my car is twelve grand. Yeah, I think maybe seven. I don't remember. It's not very much.
2: I know. I just ran across this a week ago. So uh, uh, my lady friend works at a a university. And this this girl she works with, who she's known forever, she didn't realize she walked out of work the other day and into the parking lot and up rolls this ridiculous red with white stripes 1967 Ford Mustang Fastback nice because you heard it before you saw it it was like oh yeah oh <inaudible> yeah yeah He's
0: in this and
2: she's like what are you what is this and she's like oh this is my special this is my baby it's the same age as me uh-huh. you know, her dad got it for her and she only drives it on nice days and whatever but then you realize there are people out there like that and that is one of those cars when you're like holy crap <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know yeah this- is amazing but it's Chad. it's it's you're right it's going back and going this is the car of my you know means something to me or or whatever i
1: i will still always have a little love in my heart for a blue um it's an irock z but the daytona little little dodge daytona
0: Oh yeah, I know what
1: you're you talking. Know, not about. an actual Camaro I rock like the other one. And yeah, uh, man, I still always thought those cars were
0: badass.
1: And <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Ted,
0: but they're not cool. They're, <laughs> no, they're, they're not. I know, I know exactly what car you're talking about. And and it came with the it came with that turbocharged 2.2 liter yeah, four exactly. cylinder. But yeah, that was
1: the car that some girl in high school had that was like, man, that car is awesome, and you should date me. But no, it didn't happen. So. No. It's okay.
0: You know, yeah, it's okay. Right. Yes. Yeah. Well, let's, 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 let's move on. Uh, there's one other story here. I'm going to link it up in the show notes. And this is something that we keep coming back to every now and again. One of these episodes, we'll actually have a whole show about it. And this is our boys over at Jalopnik actually posting about the America auto loan debt being out of control, which is a topic that we talked about a couple months ago. It was also a topic we we covered like three years ago. Um, And I'd like you guys just to go read this and just kind of take a minute and go, Huh, what do you know? I know. because what my the favorite- wider trigger guys have been saying.
2: I know my favorite statistics about this is that in twenty nineteen, the first the first half of twenty nineteen, the average loan term on new cars yes. is now at like fifty nine and it may be up to like sixty three months now. This is this is average. So it was unheard of back when I started buying cars twenty some years ago. Um <clears throat> no more than that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> back when I started buying cars like uh well,
0: 30, that was when you were twelve, right? yeah 30 years ago yeah.
2: um, anything more than 48 months was unheard of oh yeah like, like if you needed to get a 60 month loan that was for people with really 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 bad credit right. like a five-year car loan was kind of unheard of in the early 90s and then it became commonplace and now there are many people going with 84 month car loans Yep. okay and you're like, wait a minute, what's gonna happen at seven
0: years when, you know, uh uh Oh, they're not carrying that car to term. Yeah. I mean right. if you're and you guys month, you guys out there have done this and you're doing this now. You're never so so here's what happens is you, you don't pay eight, that car off. You just always have a car payment.
2: Right. You get an eighty four month loan because you have you're so upside down in your previous car, you're like ten, twelve, fifteen thousand dollars upside down in your your previous car that you're trading in or got wrecked or whatever and you have to roll the balance of that loan in yeah. and you do that one or two times and then you're screwed because now you're carrying around 10 or 12 grand on a car like you end up paying $60,000 for your new Mini Cooper right like literally if you if you take it to term you're going to end up paying 60 grand for
0: I'm going to end up paying $7,000 7,000 more on this roadster than it was the sticker price, if I yeah. take the term, because well, I, you guys I did it because it, it made sense. Because I had this is a better loan, so I'm actually saving myself money um, yeah. if this car makes it to term. But I still only had a five year loan on this.
2: I get it, but I see people doing it every day. They go, oh, yeah. they're rolling in seven, ten grand, yeah. to a new car. That's what I did, and then they try and do it again. It's like, oh, on a new car in two years. Well, so then you've got depreciation of the whatever you just bought, plus you're still carrying that 10 grand, and now you've got twelve or fifteen grand, and it's gotten out of hand. It's it's gotten completely out of hand. People can't afford the cars anymore. One, two, cars are so damn expensive.
0: Yeah. Speaking of cars being too damned expensive, let me take you my favorite quote from this particular article, right? I posted this in Slack as well, but just so you guys know, and we've been talking about this, okay. This is from this article on Jalopnik, and I quote: "Even a conservative car loan off often won't do it. The median income U.S. household with a four-year loan, twenty percent down, and a payment under ten percent of gross income, which is standard budget, could afford a car. Ready for this? Worth eighteen thousand three hundred ninety dollars, excluding taxes. And what are you going to buy, you for- guys? Are you guys? Every person in the United States is overpaying, is buying a car." worth twice as much than what they can actually afford. Minimum. No, oh, that that's and, and you know the, the problem time. is is you can't find a car for eighteen grand. You can't buy a new car for eighteen thousand dollars. Wow.
1: Well they were they were talking about Michigan insurance is eighteen percent of your income, which is like twenty percent more than what the poverty poverty level should actually be. Right in actual car insurance right i mean that's just nuts
2: yeah and and that's the other thing people end up getting screwed into is like you have insurance on a car and let's say you rolled an extra t- seven to ten grand into your new car and then something happens and you don't have gap insurance like somebody you know wrecks into you and they totally oh, yeah the car. You're, you're on a whole another you're still on the line for that extra ten grand
0: oh you know, yeah know what? they'll
2: yeah. pay off the you know the portion of the car, they'll give you the value of that, but then you're on the line to pay back that ten grand, yep, or find somebody who's going to give you a signature loan or roll it into something else. It's a dangerous place to be, and that's why you know
0: gas buying, cars, a- buying cars. Buying cars is a dangerous place to be in general. It really yeah. Is. Yeah. It we're, is. We're insane that we're still buying cars. So I thought I keep. Well, that's why it. a lot of people leave for another day. And, I know. Yeah, I've gotten to the
2: point too where that's my last two cars, my last two minis. Anyway. That's why? Yeah. I have a business and I, I've leased the last two cars. My current right. car we own the the roadster yeah
0: that's,
2: that's a different scenario but um for me it's my business and also i'm working on the cars and i kind of stay up on the new cars it's easy for me to go out to the garage and measure the yeah,
0: car exactly and if it's just it's all tax and stuff
2: yeah it's 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 deductible blah 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 all those things i mean kind of in a unique scenario here being in the car business and chad as are you you could buy whatever you want if you wanted to yeah, or for the most part yeah, yeah, that's that's no big deal. But for most people, every situation leasing is kind of becoming an attractive option, although it's getting more expensive now. Yeah, because of
1: you know this whole the
0: price of cars
1: issue. Yep. Well, it, it's been interesting because I I always keep kind of an eye on certain things, and like I I saw a, a uh, I think it was at two eighty Datsun, you know today. Mm-hmm. It really had about twenty five thousand miles, maybe you know thirty. It, they wanted twenty eight thousand dollars for that car. That car wasn't. It didn't sell for twenty eight thousand dollars. No, thousand I mean, dollars, It was super clean. It was really nice. And I'm, I'm just kind of. I was actually trying to find the link to send it, and I'm l- watching a bunch of different other ones, and they're all. In that five, six, seven thousand dollars range, and I am looking at this car, going, okay, it has an engine; it, it's kind of all there. The interior looks like you probably slept in it one too many nights on a drunken bar night, <laughs> and there is pieces of fabric and random stuff just in it. So you know that that car is going to need two to three thousand dollars worth of work right away, and it's still a. 30 year old car, yeah. you know, right. and that's where a lot of these car manufacturers are really banking on these, um, you know, these leases and stuff like that. It's like, we know that we're going to be able to take this car with a, a really super high resale value right now. And we'll be able to, you know, lop it into somebody else that wants to get out of another loan they're, they're making money hand over fist with some of these interest rates and stuff like that because I will tell you at least once a week or three times a month, I'm getting somebody to tell me, it's like, look, I'm in this Countryman right now, this R60. Uh, it's a lease, but you know I'd like to buy it out. I, I like the car, but I, I've been hearing what's going on, and I'm not quite to that 60,000-mile mark, but at all, all of them at 60,000 miles are – are starting to use lots of oil or my balloon buyout is $22,000 for a car that's, you know, 10 right. years old. Right. And and I tell the people, I was like, look, you know, like Don't I'm not a, you have to look at your own finances, but I wouldn't do it. You know, like, no, yeah. I I can't give you this type of advice, you know, or crazy, you know, almost never buy a car at the end of a lease. Yeah. I mean, it, you'll, you'll almost never benefit from that because it's, there's so much value that they're trying to get out of this car based on, you know, numbers and based on taxes and stuff, unless you're going to get a really good buyout and you're going to, um, it's super clean and low miles. Yeah. it's if, it, not worth your time.
2: It's not going to be this situation. And here's an easy solution. If you have a lease and you want, and you're getting to the end of it and you want to know that, take it to CarMax, take it to someplace else and get a bid on it. Don't tell mm. them that you have a lease. just go, what's this car worth and look at it. And if it's even $500 more than your lease buyout, you're okay to buy that car, but chances are it's not going to be. <laughs> no, no, that's just what I'm saying. It's like, that's really the math you can do. It's very simple Is to go, what is this car worth? You know, is it worth more than my buyout by a significant amount? Then okay, I I can see
1: doing that. But in general, that's probably not going to happen. And if it's 10 years old and you're thinking just, oh, I might possibly buy something new – you have to realize that that ten-year-old vehicle has come leaps and bounds advancements, you know, into the next vehicle. You're going to get the CarPlay. You're going to get the 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 extra ABS or lane assist or blind spot, you know, cameras or or whatever. You know, a 2003 Mini and a 2013 Mini are completely different.
0: Yeah,
2: well, and 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 DB and I both know this too because we're both driving around in 2013. Uh, uh, model your cars. I've got a 13 and a 19 here, and they're light years apart.
0: Oh, it, it's the two different be- cars.
2: It's the difference between, like, like, uh, um, it's
0: literally the difference between, like, a Toyota Corolla and a Lincoln Continental.
2: Yeah, it's 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 pretty bad. It,
1: it's pretty far. Yeah,
0: it's it's literally comparing grapes. <laughs> and and,
1: and the newer, the newer you get, the better they become. I mean, whether it's uh, miles per gallon whether it's horsepower whether it's just the techie features that right. you Quality, want, you know, it's reliability, all of those things get better. And, and, and that's why we kind of, you know, touched on earlier tonight. I have a lady that was in today and she was uh, with an F 60 and she likes a lot of things about it. And this is her third mini and she stayed in the brand for a long time, but she was disappointed with how her phone integrates with the system. And she takes a lot of rental cars for work and things like that. And she's like, I can take my phone and I can plug it into a Toyota Corolla and it will mirror the screen right in front of me. And I can use my maps. I can use all of these things. It's worth it to a lot of people to do, to to buy a new car because of the
2: way they live their lives. I get it. Exactly. And at the same time, people are keeping their cars – and I don't think the statistic was in the Jalopnik article, but people are keeping their cars longer than ever. Um, Right now, it's like 8 to 10 years – it's really at its longest point. And partially because cars are better made and, you know, cheaper to maintain over the long run. Um, Not every car – don't get me wrong here – but – you can actually drive an eight to ten year old car, and it's still reliable. Yes, I mean my GP I kept longer than any car in my entire life. Drove that car for ten years,
0: and my, my first Mini I kept longer than any car I've ever owned. Yeah, you drove. We put three hundred and some thousand miles on that car, right? Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, and I think people are keeping their cars longer, and and all of these things together are hurting the industry as a whole. You know, that's why car sales are in the toilet. They're mm-hmm. just awful for everybody. Not just many. We're talking everybody. And there's a, a, a bubble that's going to burst. It's going to have to be... There's, there's a, an adjustment period to where people are just going to have to buckle down and go, I got to live with this car for another couple of years. And I think we're kind of in that right now. We're at the very beginnings of things are going to be really crappy for another year to two years. Then... Everybody's like, okay, I've paid this car down enough. I can finally afford the new car with the CarPlay that I want and the phone connection that I want and the the nanny systems, the self-braking, all of the things that are coming on cars now that people are just going to have to wait a couple of years um, unless you make a crap ton of money and then you really don't care. Mm Mm-hmm. So anyway,
0: yeah. let's move on. Um, I'm tired of talking about the pressing money stuff. Let's talk instead. Let's let's do a quick shout out before we move on and cover talk about another sponsor. And I want to do a quick shout out. One of our favorite Philly mini peeps is our girl Crazy Susan. We love Crazy Susan. You guys love Crazy Susan. Everybody knows who Crazy Susan is. Why do we know who Crazy Susan is? Because she has Mini Cooper with a CVT automatic transmission that refuses to die until. You guys are looking at the at the art for this week's show, Thank Chad. Don't even go there. She clocked two hundred thousand miles on her CVT powered Mini Cooper. The I'm CVT one in twenty craps out. Yeah, statistically,
2: that car should have blown up about six years ago.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, statistically, Susan week. should be Susan. You should have bought all the lottery tickets.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm. Oh telling. my goodness. I'm telling you and that car has got to be what 13
0: 14 years old now oh yeah 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 it's a its a, what it's an oh my car's an O four. it's an oh three 15 years old probably yeah it's up there and you know what there isn't a she wouldn't she was. she would be completely unhappy with anything else she loves her car I get Just it love 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 loves it still
2: but there you go. See, there's an there's a prime example. Is a uh, friend Susan in Philadelphia, yeah. the car that's 15 years old and 200 thousand miles, and she's it's still going strong, and she loves it.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: Done. There's not enough incentive to buy something else. No, not at all. not a necessity or incentive in any way to move on, and that's that speaks to the brand one. That's fantastic. Yes, and I think there's a lot of people like that, and. They say a lot of things people are like i'm never getting rid of my r53 i'm keeping it forever i'm gonna put whatever money into it and uh, even a friend joe from philadelphia is driving around in a gp a 2006 gp1 right he's like you know what i think this is gonna be i'm gonna have this car forever
0: george marsh uh, scmm in southern california he's still rocking his 2003 2004 miniku press mm-hmm. right but i mean he'll have that car forever and Chad, he doesn't, he doesn't you, drive very much, and he is like, he has less than a hundred thousand miles on it. Like I think he has less than fifty. Chad can even speak to this. You can spend the money and maintain that car and drive it. For oh, fair.
1: You can. Time. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I still own three of them. I mean, and I still drive them quite often. Right. It's it's not hard. I mean, the, the Gen ones you can actually maintain a lot better than a Gen two. Okay. If you told me you've got a 2007 8910 Mini Cooper S and you're going to keep this thing forever, I was like, yeah, uh-huh, sure. You let me know how this works out in a year because that car is expensive to Sure, the R56. Maintain. Yeah, the R56. Yeah. Uh, the the 53s you can you can make them run forever the 50s you can actually make run forever in in all reality if you've got a lot of money and you have to look at how much you're spending per year per what is a new car cost you're going to gain on insurance because insurance will start going down but the smallest of smallest fender benders yeah the insurance Ford company fence, totals your fence. car and says, yeah, "Hey, poor <laughs>
0: transmission failure, yeah, or failure. yeah, whatever." Uh, the,
1: and I've seen like, "Oh, I I love this R fifty three. I was going to have it forever, and somebody just hit the back end, and it, it literally like it dented the quarter." Okay, that's a three thousand dollar fix with Total. paint, with bodywork, with all it. Then the insurance company is just like, "Nope, we're not even fixing it. We're totaling <laughs> it," and people are <laughs> devastated.
2: Well I saw it happen to a guy here locally. I actually saw the car it was a, a pristine 2005 mm-hmm. they hit it year and they totaled the car and he ended up buying the car back from the insurance company let him total it, bought it back and then paid to fix it himself and sure it's got a salvage title, but he doesn't care it's his car he's not I mean he's not trying to claim a value of it or anything and sure you can only get liability insurance on it at that point. there's a lot of issues with it but if you really like the car, there are ways around. You know,
1: don't let them total your car. You can still fix it. It's probably been within the last, um, I'd say, two years. I've gotten to the point where it's like, no, you need to fix this. You need to do this. And now I'm like, no, just let it go. Let it it go. (laughs) Take your insurance money and run. It's the best thing you can do right now.
0: There you
1: go, and that go. is. It's sorry to say, like I know you're. I just killed your pet, but like, yeah, I'm sorry. Just well, and see, that's the same. I, I know. Just circles sorry. back. It's
2: a nice way to finish. It kind of circles back to the argument about just because your car is rare doesn't mean it's worth a lot of money. Well, just because it has sentimental value and whatever doesn't mean you need to put three thousand dollars into this twelve year old car. Because in the end, you're just throwing good money after bad here. Yeah. You know? yeah
0: agreed just don't Agreed. just stop <laughs> yeah so let's uh let's take a break let's everybody stand up let's have a stretch we're going looks feels like we're going a bit long i have no idea where we're at my new we're trying a new thing for recording and i have no idea how long we've been recording for so man. far Oh, a little, we're a little long. Not too bad. Um, I want to remind you guys about one of the other fine sponsors here underneath White Roof. Also OG sponsor, been around forever, been sponsoring us on Motoring File since the good old days, as we like to, as us old guys like to say. And that's our friends over at OutMotoring, OutMotoring.com. Go over there. Just do it now. Christmas is coming up around the corner, right? you got a mini person, a mini lover in your life or it's you and you're looking for things to give gift ideas to people in your life. So, hey, give me this. Hey, give me that. Go over to outmotoring.com and start looking for stuff. They have everything that you need. So the things I want to focus on is like I like to do is uh, Aaron's going to sell you a whole like all the car care products that you need for your car to keep it nice and shiny. And you guys in the uh, west of the Rockies, east of the Rockies who are coming up on shit weather time, you're going to want to go hit outmotoring and get all the stuff so you get your car that one last good coat of wax and detail before the bad weather and all the salt and all the grime and all the crap hits, right? Uh if you need tools, well sure, Aaron carries a full line of tools. And all the ones that you, the weird ones that you need for your mini, he's got them all, including like uh, just everything. There's a whole I'm gonna link this page up for you. Right? And and I don't know if you guys heard this on the last show, but like the the dopest little pedal car you've ever seen in your entire life. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. I, I want this just so so when my grandkids come over, I have a cool thing for them to ride. Right. You're going to get one. You're going to get Dude, one. I'm totally going to get one. It's going <laughs> to live upside down in the garage. Yeah. So my grandkids come over and I'll yep. pull it out and they'll be able to ride it up and down the street. Right. Yep. Because it's so rad. This is the coolest little thing. All this stuff's available, plus a whole lot more is all available over at outmotoring.com. Like all this really cool personal stuff and all the parts for your car. You DIY guys, you probably know this already. Aaron's your parts desk in the cloud. He has everything that you need. You're doing oil changes. You're doing tune-ups. Uh, you need stuff. Aaron's going to get you covered. Boom. Done and done. Added bonus. You go to outmotoring. You can order Craven Speed parts. You kill two birds with one stone. Done. Now, when you're over there, I want to make sure you guys do this. Read across the top. Motoring rewards. So you give them your email address. You get points every time you shop. Everybody likes playing points. That's so cool. Aaron's always going to make sure you get parts for the, your car, not for like my car or Todd's car or one of Chad's old R53s. He's going to make sure that you put in the right year and he gives you parts for your car. You don't have to know the R's and the F's and all that crap, although you should because you're listening to the show. Um, if you are part of a mini club and you guys are need need some kind of support, swag support or something, all you got to do is ask. Aaron's going to help you out. He's going to do something for you. Just got to say, hey, help. And he's all. There you go. Free shipping on most orders, hundred percent happiness guarantee and a hitch for your mini. All that. Plus, like I said, it's just a crap load more over at out motoring, out including a fine selection of Aston Martin parts. Cause that was, that was always funny. Anyway, go <laughs> over there and check it out. I'm laughing on the inside. I'm going to link some of this stuff up for you guys. Um, Just so you get access to it. And then you're going to go, oh, very cool. Remember, Christmas is around the corner. Just go do it. Get it out of the way. Get it done now. That's our friends over at OutMotoring. Outmotoring OutMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and flex ratcheting combination wrench set. 12-piece, 8 to 19 millimeter. Oh, that's pretty dope. Um, That's OutMotoring.com.
1: Until you need the 20.
0: (laughs) Until you need the
1: 20. Thanks, Chad. Actually, a 20 millimeter is actually very rare. Yeah. And unless you're a shop like mine, you will never need a 20.
0: Right. Okay. How about this? Mini performance speed and half inch drive, 36 millimeter deep oil filter cover removal socket.
1: That's a I'm lot. A lot to swallow before you uh, breathe in, but that's cool. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That might now, be a more that might be a better tool for you because that's a giant size one for the oil filter. No,
1: we we love Aaron. Uh, we actually commented on one of his Facebook things today. Somebody was trying to uh, to reach him via email and had been trying for months. I was like, uh-huh. Did you try calling him? Because he always picks up
0: yeah and, and you know like, what you guys you guys should follow out motoring on the internets too it doesn't matter if you're on twitter or insta or face stupid facebook follow out motoring because uh, he's doing really cool stuff and he and i don't know who's running his social media campaigns but they're cruising through the internets and they're totally stealing pictures of mini cooper people that we know yeah awesome. and using them it's kind of awesome <laughs> you saw the one where he used a picture of Dee's car right I did. I did. with a cone <laughs> upside down in the sunroof was awesome yeah it's a good time uh, anyway, Matt's out Go check it out. Uh, what else? Flickapp.com. Do we have anything else for the show? Are we done?
1: Yeah, we're done. We'll talk about, yeah, car- I think we're, we're good. We're
0: going to do, we're going to do car play next time when we don't get carried away talking about other stuff. But Todd wants to talk about car play. I'm, I want to get game on, put Todd in the same room, at the same time. And I'm going to fight to the death. I'm pretty sure Todd will win, but I still want to see the fight. Oh, know we know Todd will win. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Todd will always come up deuces wild or something. <laughs> All, All right. I do is win, man. Be- <laughs> All
0: right. <laughs> so here, here's what I want you guys to do. We got a lot of good stuff that we're talking about over here. Is I want you to go to flickapp.com. You're going to do this on your mobile phone. Uh, it doesn't matter if you got Android, doesn't matter if you got iPhone. I know most of you guys are iPhone, but some of you guys are Android. Doesn't matter. You can do it either place. This place, is—it's actually, it's really cool. It's free, first of all. Um, there's no ads. It's not spammy. It's not gross. It's actually a really nice app. And it's its like chat. And it's chat for the show. Right? And I've got one. We've got it for White Roof Radio. We've got it for Ride Bikes Radio. And I want you guys to check this out. Really, it's free. Like, for reals, free. I'm not going to put an ad in here. I'm not going to do anything stupid, make it gross and crappy. It's actually kind of neat. Go over to flickapp.com. That's going to give you a link to get to your uh to the app in the in the app store of your choosing. And then you're gonna use the, the the code of white roof radio, all one word, and that's gonna let you in. Done. Super simple. And like I said, free. I want you guys to do this. I want you to check it out. Conversations we got going on over at Flick include what kind of a meetup are we going to do in Vegas and when. I'm just saying, you want in on this conversation? This is what we're talking about. OK, we're also talking about the last episode. We're going to talk about this episode. It's very cool stuff. Very, very cool. Go over and check it out. Flickapp.com. Use the code white rephrase, please. That's all I'm saying. If you don't like it, you don't have to play along. You don't just like I know. You're, I, I know I'm telling you one more thing, but we freaking hate Facebook.
1: <laughs> I, I've enjoyed the flick app. I think it's been great so far.
0: Yeah I'm getting we're, we're having a good time with it on the bike show Having a good time on it with the White Roof Radio show I want you guys to check it out please Because we hate the Facebook Anyway that's that uh, You missed a really nice episode of Black Roof Radio this week Patreon.com forward slash White Roof Radio Get you in on all uh, that extra episode every month We record two shows a night When we record one goes there one goes here Right You, you don't. Have to, it doesn't
1: take much The price of a cup of coffee You could listen to Black Roof Radio.
0: And, you know, save starving children in Phoenix. Or me. Whichever. Doesn't matter. Patreon.com forward slash White Roof Radio. There's that. Crazy Susan check. I think we're done. Yeah. Detroit Tuned. Go to Detroit Tuned. Buy yourself something nice. Remember Christmas coming up, right? Um, Or the Taz Mods. Yeah. Or motoring stripes, to be sure. But Detroit Tuned, you can get, like, the cool spare tire that fits your car. F car two to five luck. Right. That's always handy to have. Get me. Everybody's talking about May Take states. Twenty twenty. Might as well start prepping for that now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Start prepping.
0: Right. Uh, and then go over to motoringstripes.com and start prepping your car there. Get some nice stuff from Todd. Don't forget the cool motoring stripes hack. Use the, con- the contact form. You send Todd an email using the contact forms of Todd, send me a piece of vinyl, uh, for my 2013 R56 with a white roof, to cover the green sunroof, whatever stripe. color you want. And for a hundred bucks, Todd's going to send to you a white roof radio sunroof delete kit. One of my favorite pieces that he does. Plus everything else, a full collection of badges, stripes, all the things, right? Motorstripes.com. Go check it
2: out now sorry i'm sucked i'm 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 reading the uh i just joined the uh, flick app so
0: ah good. there we go yes i do see that wrr todd just joined white roof radio he i'm is, sure. he's catching I, up i'm gonna go in there i'm gonna welcome you in just a moment <laughs> that's all <awesome. laughs> yeah it's actually it's it's really fun i want you guys to play with that this is the real db i've heard you for years man i, like, <laughs> dude, I know right i know Uh, Can I say
2: that there there are college students driving minis right now? (laughs) That have so much hate for me. Who were four when we started this show. Oh, dude. Makes us feel good. That's true. That is absolutely true. Wow. Four years old when we
1: started this show, and they're driving minis to college. (laughs) If uh, if somebody needs a, a Vegas vacation, that's where it's going to be released first in the Flick app. Oh, yes, you know, so we, we are, can all we, look we are flights soon.
0: We are seriously planning doing some kind of a Vegas meetup. It's going to be very loose. It's not going to be organized. It's definitely not going to be at the level of Ambiv. It's going to be a hey, Todd and Chad and DB are all going to be in Vegas for this weekend bourbon at this location and we think it'd be really cool for as many people as possible to come hang out with us yeah and just go to hang out and cool do cool Vegas stuff and look at many coopers right chances
2: are for nostalgia's sake it's going to be back at Palace station
0: oh yeah or it'll or we'll keep going at um the other one silverton silverton yeah yeah, because I like the pricing in Silverton, and they have a shit ton of parking just in case everybody shows up. Well, that's true. <laughs> right. Well, and but, but well, we're not gonna—it's not gonna be an organized. We're not gonna get like an entire covered space. I'm not gonna do all that much work. We show up and we're there. Exactly. It's just like Todd and Chad. We're gonna put on the we're gonna put on a calendar that we're gonna be in Vegas this weekend. Yeah, and every, we're gonna you on guys, view. and then we're gonna tell you guys that we're gonna be in Vegas on this particular weekend. And if you want to come hang out with us, that'd be so rad. If you don't, that's okay, too. But it's not going to be organized like me drives. You're going to be totally on your own. We just want to see everybody that, you know, that we don't get to see all the time.
2: I'm sure we'll do some cool stuff along the way, but it's not going to be like Amvib planned. You know? No.
0: Yeah. No, no, nothing like that at all. And if you want in on what's going to happen for this particular meetup, there's an actual chat channel going on in the Fleck app. Go over there and check it out. Flick it' be Fleck super
1: up. low key.
0: It's so dope. It'll be so much fun,
1: very original, which is like kind of really reminiscent of the original years of
0: the original Anviv.
1: Mini Mini Cooper, you mm-hmm. know, like yeah. the first Dragon attendees or the the first Anviv or or any of that stuff. It's it's gonna be yeah.
0: awesome. So it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll plan on doing that. We're gonna talk about that plus other stuff. All that happens in the Flick app. Go over and check it out. Otherwise, I think we're done. Anybody, last chance. Anybody have anything else? Good. Very good. Then this is the part of the show that I like to take a moment and I like to make that funny clicking sound. And then I like to say questions, comments, or concerns. Go ahead. Click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us feedback radio.com, which is working, by the way. Uh, until next time, gang, this DB. I'm done.
2: Cheers. See ya. And uh, uh, a very happy low tire pressure warning light season to everyone. Yes.
1: (laughs) I've gotten at least four calls this week.